Welcome to this week's edition of Thinking Cats, where we're going to be talking about Facebook's faceplant and the metaverse distraction. Stay tuned. So, Tim, big, big news over the last few days around Facebook and their financial results. Financial disaster, the largest volume and value wiped off the stock market in history. That's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Facebook finances are actually doing fine. What we're really talking about here is their stock price and what was talked about uh, in their uh, analyst call. Now, 26% drop in the stock price, that represents about a loss of $230 billion which is the largest single wipeout of value on the markets from an American kind of company in history. Yeah, I mean, look, we could talk about the ripple effects. I think there's going to be massive ripple effects. I saw this morning, Friday, we're taping. Twitter's already down. They didn't do anything bad. But um, I know you... Snap Snap got hammered as well. You know, I mean, it, it's Pinterest, it's Snap. Facebook is, is really, with this news, has taken down quite a, a lot of the competition. Yeah, but look, you you love this Facebook problem. You, you've built businesses on the back of... of uh, fixing the nefarious things that some of these platforms do. Like, give us your take on what's really going on here. Well, there's, there's actually a few different uh, sort of headwinds that have hit Facebook all at once, which I think is why there's such a large um, sell-off uh, in the markets. Now, probably the most, uh, you know, Im impactful thing, shall we say, is that we've been used to this ever-expanding um, growth of daily active users over the last 18 years. And actually today, uh, Facebook had to come up and say that this is the, the first time in its history it's had a drop in daily active users. And I think many uh, investors, many marketers have been sort of, you know, kind of taken along with this win that Facebook is just one of these platforms uh, with uh, organic growth and acquisitions where the, the DAUs are just a never-ending growth path. And that, that came crashing down uh, in the latest financial results. So, that's a big issue. It's a big issue, but we will also, we agree and we recognize they have a ton of people on it. But yes, the train that was cascading, ripping down the tracks is starting to slow, maybe. Yeah. And, and let's face it. Why is that happening? Um, and they were very clear about that. They were talking about, you know, it's because of competition. But, you know, Snap and Pinterest and others also got hammered uh, by the markets with this Facebook news. So it's not really about all competition. It's, it's really about TikTok uh, owned by ByteDance. That's really where all of the competition is coming and where Facebook is getting hurt most, particularly amongst the younger demographics migrating off uh, the uh, meta platforms, the Facebook platforms onto uh, TikTok. So that, that's, that's considerable. They've never had that type of competition with a platform that's growing that fast uh, and innovating around kind of these short video stories that, let's face it, Facebook hasn't really got going uh, yet. And that seems to be where a lot of the social engagement, social interaction driven by these algorithms that understand what content is going to keep you engaged. It's all around those short stories. And TikTok is the, is the, is the, the eminent platform when it comes to that. Well, of course it is. I mean, you have a half million views on a single post on TikTok anyway. So um, I you do. do. Yes. What's interesting to me, just being a brand marketer, you know, for the last almost 20 years, remember Vine. 
right? Six seconds. The, what timing wasn't right. You know, even stars like Brittany Furlon, like it was cool and brands were trying to get a wrapped around that. And then what did YouTube do? YouTube came out with the six second pre-roll ad where you really, you know, couldn't tell a story. You could tell a story over a uh, sequential six seconds. So marketers got to be losing their mind here a little bit. What I thought was interesting in the earnings call is that it's the first time Zuckerberg couldn't buy the competition, right? They gobbled up Instagram when that pretty and those filters and no video, just images. He was buying up competition. Smart. I totally get it. But now he can no longer do that. He's got a platform that's his rival. Um, I don't even want to get into this whole like short term, uh, uh, short attention span. You know, everything's a real. But it was interesting for him to say that they have to figure out their reels product. And that's the first time I've really seen him say that. Like, we got to do what the competitors are doing. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's going to be a tough ask, I think, just given the, the sheer um, scale and, and power that TikTok has, 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 has managed to grab in the market in such a very short amount of time. So, you know, considerable headwinds there that, that they've got to, that, that from a competition perspective that Facebook's actually got to deal with. But it's not the only issue that came out on the on the earnings call. Um, they made explicit reference to the impact that the privacy changes by Apple uh, uh, through ISS, uh, iOS 14 has brought about. I mean, that, that has really hit their ability uh, to uh, deliver the types of attribution data that marketers need. And they, they say that it's going to hit them in about $10 billion worth of, of ad revenue this year as a direct impact of those Apple-driven privacy changes. So that's another huge impact to the, to their, to the Facebook ecosystem. He had to acknowledge it. We, he said at first, or they said at first, it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, but acknowledging it means it is a big deal. And look, we have another episode this week where we talk about the IAB and their conundrum with the TCF and, and GDPR compliance. And that's really going to disrupt advertising in a big way from a remarketing perspective. But um, yeah, three big headwinds for Facebook. So what's next? And do brand marketers have to worry right now about this? I think, you know, at the end of the day, they should be thinking about this. I mean, uh, TikTok has now got $35 billion in uh, advertising uh, revenue driven out of those markets that Facebook are, uh, you know, have previously been pre preeminent in, in terms of uh, social advertising. So there is definitely uh, going to be a, um, you know, continuing reallocation of budgets away from uh, Facebook to, to TikTok you know, you got to follow where the eyeballs and the intention are. So, you know, Marco's going to be looking at that from a channel perspective. Um, but I also think there's some some other things that we need to to, to think about as marketers um, and make sure that we don't get caught up uh, in uh, what shall we say um, hype uh, uh, that leads us to spend more money on certain things uh, than uh, we probably should given the state of their readiness. And, and you know, we've, we've got a number of bits of content coming up uh, that we've got out uh, around the metaverse, um, which, uh, yeah, is a, is a topic that was, was being very heavily promoted by uh, Facebook. Very convenient, right? I mean, Facebook knew all their data. They have the data before the earnings call. They knew this was coming. So I think the metaverse hype could have been convenient as a diversion to this. What do you think? Absolutely no question. Absolutely no question. I mean, as soon as I heard the news uh, about Facebook's face plant, it's like, boom, <laughs> that explains why we've had such a volume of hype coming from Facebook around the metaverse. It, you know, it's really important that they kind of take 
marketers, advertisers, the community, and focus them on the hot, shiny new thing, the metaverse, uh, to uh, you know obfuscate what's going on with the, the, the problems they have around their core platform. But I, you know, here's what I would say about that: as, as interesting as the metaverse could be for marketers to deliver experiential connections. I reiterate what we were saying on Thinking Caps just a little while ago, that we need to get involved in how the metaverse is actually built and to be thinking about what does it mean for all constituents that are going to engage in working, playing, uh, interacting on the metaverse. And that's why I think the webinar we've got coming up with Chris Wiley is so important. So why not give a little bit of a shout out to that? Yep, that's February 16th, a sit-down interview with Chris Riley, the Cambridge Analytica whistleblower that started a privacy, security, and safety revolution. Rich, great interview. I'm jealous. Uh, everybody, you can register for, register for that at cheetahdigital.com. We're at time. Uh, we'll see you at that one, and then check out our other podcasts on Apple. You can always follow Cheetah Digital on LinkedIn, and Rich and myself, you'll find us there. See you next time. See you next time.